And hello, everybody. It's Joe Joe's Compendium, and as usual, we got a uh, Mister. Uh, what was this say? Edgy two thousand and eight Xbox gamer tag. Yo, it's Valk. What's up? <laughs> oh and again God. with the uh, with the service uh, that allows me to change my name every week, so I can piss off Joe. You know, at this point, I'm just kind of expecting it, and it's it's become it's become a ritual. He, I don't think he's allowed to not do it anymore. So it's gonna be fun to see how it. What he comes not up gonna with. do it next week, just to spite you. <laughs> I mean, you're gonna try, but you know, you, you're gonna give in to temptation. That that's how this goes. That's how this goes. We'll see. You know this. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But anyways, uh, it is time for the initial three. Um, pretty interesting season. I'm not gonna lie. There's actually quite a bit of um. The season's led by a lot of originals and comebacks. So there's not a lot of um there's not a lot of like new new-ish. Like there's a couple there's a couple handful of sh- series that are new to the scene to the anime scene and everything, but like we have Hero Academy, we have Iruma and a couple others that are returnees from uh, a I'm couple so back. Glad Iruma's back. Yeah. More Amory is uh I can't complain. <laughs> and from what i understand the story's about to get real lit so i'm looking forward to it but first things first i want to talk about two specific shows where if if you know me i read more manga than most people have probably read in a lifetime and, and he does it every week yeah i do it every week and there's two of them in particular that got anime this season now one of them i was pretty deep into um i just lost my pay i lost where i was and that one was actually the saints omnipotent one that's on funimation at the moment uh it's a really good show so essentially what oh is it actually yeah it actually is a pretty good one so essentially what it's about is um blah 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 you know isekai pulling people from different worlds but this girl she you know, dies or whatever, gets pulled to a different world. She has the power of the saintess, and there's another person that was also pulled with them. She has the power of the saintess as the main character. The other person doesn't. She doesn't want it to get out because she knows it'll be complicated. And it's kind of like one of those in between, like not like super serious and but kind of laid back. But at the same time, it does have those moments. It's actually a pretty solid series. I I've read a little bit of it before. I think about like three years ago, and I'm. Sure, um, yeah, it is a light novel. Of course, I came across the manga first, so take that as you will. But the manga was actually pretty enjoyable. The main character, she's a pretty likable person in general. She has good morals, etc., etc. I liked it. I saw that it was getting an anime, but because, you know, Funimation, it takes me a little bit longer to get to the Funimation shows. Now, the second one, Tokyo Majin Revengers. This one I came across last year. Um... A little bit before the... Well, actually, technically not last year because last year was COVID. The whole COVID year just, like, throws my whole timeline off. The year before last, I came across it. It was probably about 80, 90 chapters in. I read the first few chapters. And then I was like, this is actually a pretty solid show. For two reasons. One, the typical anime gangster, school gangster kid genre... They don't actually have a lot of series as of late, right? They don't have a lot that have any good characters, even. And they're just not really that popular anymore, right? 
This one is a really good one. Uh, has time travel, which not necessarily like literal time travel, but it's got some kind. It's got like a some kind of limited time travel, and it's nice to watch a kid who grew up as one of those like typical like lackey boys and then tries to run away and his life falls into shambles watch him try to piece his life together and it's got a good story it was like i knew it had a good story but i never got a chance to catch up to it in that if that makes any sense because like right when i was reading it i was in the middle of about five other manga and you know it's very easy to lose track so is the show good yes okay characters are likable i'll actually watch it. it yes that's one of the shows that like it's been in my queue and it's just been like, eh, don't really feel like watching anime right now. I'm going to go play Warframe. Yeah, no. So like the show is actually pretty good. Um, The main character is he, he grows on you within the first episode, which doesn't happen with a lot of series. Like you watch them and the see over time. But like he kind of grows on you within the first episode because he's not a complete idiot. Like, yeah, he's a little bit of a dummy, but like he's not stupid if you get what I mean. And so, you know, it it shows in the way that he carries himself when the series starts and when the first episode ends. It also has a pretty good uh, opening, which, you know, we'll talk about later because openings yeah. and endings, there's some pretty good ones this season. There actually are, man. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, I ain't gonna lie on that one. I've uh, been impressed with some of the OPs. Yeah, um, I know. And, and, oh, God, the fucking... Um, We'll come back to it later, but like this season has like a very hard cut with uh, one of the episodes of uh, Dinazanon, where the the ED is super chipper, and the subject material beforehand was just not, <laughs> <laughs> and it does the hard cut where it doesn't even finish the word. Ooh, so it does the whole Sopranos thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. See, <laughs> I feel like that's underused. I feel like that's underused, like, to be completely honest. Underused. Now, um, the shows that everybody has been looking at this season, I know there's two in particular. Nagatoro-san and Higasoro. Higasoro, I knew about that one. I thought Higesoro? that was... Higasoro? That's what I'm calling it. Nope. Higehiro. Nope, I'm calling it Higasoro. Nope, fuck that. Nope. You, can you say a single name right so people know what we're talking about, please? <laughs> Higehiro, as he's making me say, is the one where in English it's called I got du- I got rejected, so I shaved and picked up a high school girl. One of the most all like one of the most side-turning titles to a show. A series in general. Oh, the thing that really pisses me off about that uh title is the fact that it's not in the right order. <laughs> it's not. It's not. He he brings her home before he shaves. Yeah. He doesn't shave for like two days. Yeah, no. So the thing about this is that, like, you think this ends up going to be, like, one of those stupid, like, terrible series. And when I first came across it, the only reason I read it was because that title was so outlandish. I was like, what the actual hell is this? So I read the first chapter and I immediately loved the main. Is the that main how movie. you got wrapped into slime as well? Um, actually, I don't remember how I got wrapped into slime. I think it was because of the art of the manga, like, straight up. Like, I saw it, and I saw the art, and then I read the title, and I was like, this title's kind of ridiculous, but this art is fire. Let me see what this is about. Because this is back, um, I started reading Slime 
where if people who read manga manga illegally, you know what site I'm talking about starts with a B. <laughs> I'm not gonna say the whole title. Old True. old site. It had it on there. I started reading it there, and then I immediately fell in love with that. But that's a whole different story. This one, kind of a similar deal. I remember reading. I remember seeing it, and I was like, "What is this?" And it was like two o'clock in the morning, and I was like, "You know what? Fuck it, let's go." Like, <laughs> Why the fuck not? Yeah, and I honestly really like the. I really like Yoshida. He's super good. He's such a good uh. Such a good main character, and the reason why I liked him is because he doesn't, he doesn't get fl- like he gets flustered after a while. But like the way that he shot her down, and he didn't shoot her down sober; he shot her down drunk before he shot her down sober. Bro is and a that, fucking monk, dude. Such, such a good way, like to such a good way to like put an emphasis on the fact that he was like, I don't care. You're like a kid. I'm not like, no. Yeah. Wow. We actually have a decent human being for our main character yeah exactly. wow such a such a nice refreshing Who, change isn't it crazy that you can have a story where a young woman is attracted to an older man and they don't have to get together yeah isn't that crazy it's super crazy and for anybody who's interested in this series i think this <laughs> I think it's a good time to get into it, um, especially since the anime is still fresh, still new. And when you do finish the anime, which I believe it's only going to be 13 episodes, you can immediately jump into the light novel because the last volume of the light novel comes out this year. I believe it comes out in a couple months. Saw that uh, saw that on the uh, the newswire, but yeah, or in two years when it gets translated. Yeah, I mean, like, in Japan, it'll be out in a couple months, but, like, when it's translated, God knows how long. Um, Translations are fucking weird, bro. Dude, I still remember the conversation I had with Astro Nerdboy. He was telling me all about the, like, the process that they go through to, like, translate and everything. Like, there's, like, multiple people who do the translation. There's a person that does the hard translations, and they send it to the person that, like, looks over it and be like, hey, this is kind of, like, too formal or hey this is too like rigid not really going to translate into english right properly kind of deal right whole system it takes a long ass time i was genuinely surprised at how much work actually goes into it well like i was a surprise surprise but i was like i didn't realize it was that much like there are a million steps and that's exactly why a volume of manga costs 12 dollars over here as opposed to a buck 50 in japan yep because that's where it was originally There's made. There's so many extra layers of bureaucracy and bullshit in, way, in the way, and oh. Yeah. but I don't like it. <laughs> like, and, and half the time, actually more than half the time, they end up translating it improperly anyways. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that uh, I remember from that uh, conversation I had with Nerdboy is that uh, it really depends on that secondary person that does like the the smoothing, as I would put it. Because they're the ones that read the rough translation that the person who knows Japanese translates to English. They're the ones that be like, hey, you should change these words around to get the meaning across better or this and that. Like, if you don't have somebody who's good at that, then the translation is just not really going to come off that right. Even with just, you know, translating straight, you're not going to get everything across. You need to have cultural references in there, too. Because that way, you know. Um, let's just use memes for example something that's relevant to japan may not be relevant to the states 
and you need to find a cultural equivalent. Yep. Cooley did this really well with the dub. They went with uh, Crystal Pepsi. Yes. Yes, that was a really good. That was a really good swap out for them. For um, I forget the brand, but it, it's a defunct soda. And yeah. well, Crystal Pepsi is the best equivalent. That's it's actually, you know, main public knowledge that good chance at the folks at the time had at least heard of it. Yeah, and that's a very good choice. Yeah. That's a very good choice for that. Back to Higahiro. <laughs> yeah, Higahiro. Um, again, really good story. I'm really looking forward to them diving more into the um into the girl's uh backs backstory for for the fact that she ran away and she's been gone for so yeah. long. And then what happened cancers. to Sayu? I, I gotta I, know. We gotta know. Like the poor girl has put herself through. She put herself through so much for essentially no reason. Because it sounds like she can go back home whenever. But at the same time, like I think that's why Yoshido is such a very important person in her life already off the bat. Like he. In two, what, two, three episodes, he's gotten her over that hump where she thinks she has to do something sexual in order to get eh. something out of it. And it's like, he's like, no, not you don't. quite. She's, I'd say she's more coming around to it. Yeah. She's on, on the later side of coming to accept it, but she's been doing this for so long and surviving this way, like literally surviving, life and death surviving. Yeah. So it's just wired into her brain. And when something is like traumatic, it's amazing how malleable the human brain is. This is true. I'm not going to lie. Now, with that being said, this isn't the only good show that's obviously here. Uh, another uh, rom com, uh, Osana. Osana. Najimi. Osamake. Let's just call yeah. it Osamake. There we go. Osamake. Yeah. Thank you. I watched the first episode. Throughout the entire episode, this this is my reaction, right? Throughout the entire episode, I'm like, oh, this is going to be pretty funny. <laughs> I kind of like the main character. Blah, 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 blah. Talking about famous people. Talking about famous people. And then the end of the first episode, I haven't watched the second episode yet because I've been like way too busy. What the actual fuck? <laughs> like, you just sit there and you're like, wait, what? So, what? Because the name that the, the person, this particular person drops, and then you're looking at the main character, then you're like, wait a second. Wait until you watch episode three. <laughs> I know. And you see how it all comes together. I know. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, it, it's good. It's yes. really good. And it's really funny because it's a bunch of dumbasses, <laughs> essentially. Essentially, yeah. I mean, like, you can tell that from the first episode, too. Such a group of people. I love it. The person I'm looking forward to seeing more of is the the best friend because I have a I have a thing for the best friends in this archetype, the best male side characters because they are so important to the story. You cannot tell me otherwise. Cannot tell me otherwise. Cannot tell me otherwise. Now the show that I don't even know if I'm going to end up finishing the first episode is Koyobu or Kimi Kimochi, whatever whatever the hell you want to call it. Koi Kimo. Yeah. Fuck that show. All right, look, fuck it. So I don't know how I watched three episodes of it because it's got the exact problem that Higahiro avoids, except that it's the older guy coming on to the high school girl. Yeah, yeah. Now, the other issue. And yeah, yeah, this one, the one that I was like, okay, you watch this episode and you tell me when you hear it. I watched this episode, right? 
about 45 seconds to about a minute in, I realized that the main character was on an entirely different level of, like, audio issues. This man sounded like he was so far away from the mic that he was in the Himalayas. It sounds like, like he's standing at Grand Central Station completely empty. It's just so echoey. Yeah, and then yet yeah, everything else sounds perfectly fine. It's only when he talks. And I think it might just be, like, the person who's doing the voice acting. But it makes it even weirder because then you're like, how is he talking like this? But it's not. It's not even that because later on it spreads to fucking everyone. Everyone in that show, with, like, one exception, sounds echoey as fuck by the third episode. I and can't. the echo gets worse. I don't know what's going on with that, but, like, that was a huge turnoff. Like, like it just, like, you... Because, like, a lot of the times, it's the voice of the character that really can potentially draw you in, despite how good or bad a show is, right? That voice of the character that's, like, the soul behind the character. Like, the animation can only take you so far. And to have that so jarringly just kind of, like, put aside, essentially, it's pretty fucking awful. Let it, me tell you. Oh, God, it's really really bad but i will say i have to give that show props for uh a fake brand um there's a brand of chocolate in japan called meiji and i only know about it because there's a japanese grocer in uh, my neighborhood and they have meiji there um, one of our mutual friends actually is like fucking addicted to the stuff. So I got to send her a care package of it every now and again. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, um, they went, they took the brand Meiji in the real world and went with Rewa, oh, which is the current era. That's actually pretty good. That's pretty intelligent. In I like that. I like that. I like that. That's actually really nice. Now we're gonna. T- I'm gonna talk about a couple that I haven't seen yet that I've heard a lot about. Uh, two in particular is one that you've watched, which is a uh, Haken, Sin- Haken Shimasu. Oh, Haken Shimasu. Yes, and then the other one is Vivi. Uh, fucking... I Viv- Vivi- I don't actually know what Haken Shimasu is. I probably will if you if I can remember the English title. It's by your favorite uh, artist, Sintoin Haken Shimasu. Oh, 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 oh. Combatants. Yes. Yes, combatants. I love combatants. Yes. Yeah. This is also the first time that he them. knows it by the English name and I know it by the Japanese name. Yeah. like Just mark that. I don't know why, but I just can never remember the Japanese title for combatants. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. I mean, like, that's just how it is. Yeah. But anyways, there's that one. And then the other one is Vivi. Florite's Eyes Song. This one I've been hearing a lot of talk about. Like, a lot of people have been talking about this, and it's also by Wit Studio, which, if you look through the past uh, two years, they've had their hands in a couple of pretty good things, I'd, I'd say. You know? We like Wit around here. Yeah, we like Wit around here. Look pretty good. So I'm looking forward to getting my hands onto that. Uh, I will let you uh, take the uh, lead on combatants, though, because that is something you were looking forward to. Yeah, I... I started reading the uh, light novels like right before the announcement came out. Um, and I kind of stopped after volume two. I've got volume three on my desk currently um, staring me down, but I'm still ahead of the show. <laughs> um, episode five came out 
today, so that dates this podcast. Um, and it's proceeding about pacing wise. I thought it would maybe we'll get two volumes out of a thirteen core. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, by Natsume Akatsuki, who uh, you may recognize as the author of Konosuba and Kimono Michi. Um, it's a slightly more vulgar form of humor. Um, it's not quite the making jokes at characters' expense type of humor that Konosuba has. Um, and it doesn't feel as, you know, tightly done, but it is, at the end of the day, an older story. So it's a little rougher around the edges. Um, just in terms of how it was formulated and all that. Still very fun. Um, Alice is the ultimate straight man. And uh, I love the straight mans. The straight man can really sell a joke. <laughs> Yo, the straight man is the one. He, they're usually either the punchline or they are the ones that are like make the joke continue. The straight man just does so much work. They put in so much right? work. Just putting in fucking overtime. But yeah, um, general plot synopsis of combatants. Um, Kisaragi is an evil corporation that started in Japan, and now they've pretty much taken over the entire planet. So what do they do now? Well, they're going to have to either lay a bunch of combat agents off because they don't need them to take over the world anymore, or they need to find other worlds to take over. <clears throat> Enter our story with uh, Combat Agent 6 and uh, Snarky Android Alice. I'm not going to say any more. Go watch it. And actually, I'd say read the light novels, too, because they have more insight. That's going to be something to, for you guys to actually check out, because that's going to be fun. Now. It's very fun. <sighs> One that I, I've been one. keeping my eye on is another one that is a manga that I came across a while ago. This one I came across during COVID, but I never finished reading it. I only read a couple chapters in. Kabaddi. It is a sports series. I was expecting something along those lines to be dropped this season for sports because there's nothing really showing at the moment. But Kabaddi is a not well-known sport in terms in like Japan or whatever, it's basically kind of like, it's like complicated tag. Right. And the main character is a ex soccer player who wanted to become a live streamer. But after various uh, interjections by the vice captain of the Kabaddi team, he joins the Kabaddi team. And it's kind of funny. I like the series because I know why you like it. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) The, The characters are pretty decent. Nothing, you know, nothing like outstanding at the moment. About two, three, about two episodes in, I was about to start the third episode, then I had things to do. But two episodes in, pretty solid characters. You can tell that the main character, like he's an ex soccer player for a reason, and he is essentially the product of his environment. That's all I'm going to say on that. And the ongoing joke that's going to be probably for at least five or so episodes, uh, probably possibly the entire uh, series, is that he's gay and it's hilarious. <laughs> it's actually hilarious because he is nothing of the sort, but 
these people are the kind of people who just hear a third of a conversation and just assume because of the surrounding. So it's hilarious. And that's all I'm going to say on that. But uh, it's definitely <laughs> it's definitely at least worth checking out, right? So the characters are good. The art's cool. It's a good sports series. If you like sports series, give it a shot. This it's man is honestly trying. trying to get me to watch a sports anime that doesn't have to do with cars. Look, you'll get your car anime eventually. Give me something new! We haven't had anything good since Initial D and Wangan Midnight. Look, look, I've shown you a couple manga. Yeah, yeah, you've shown me some manga, but cars need to be moving, bro. Like, you can get a good amount of it across in manga, but you need the sounds of rubber. And, and, it's, and I watched six hours of racing yesterday, okay? It was... The opener for the WEC. I had a good fucking time yesterday, and I'm passionate about cars right now. <laughs> I actually think um, this is just a long shot here, but uh, I if if there were any other car series to get animated, I actually think the one that I showed you with the Red female Line. lead, yeah, yeah, I think that would be good. I don't know if a twenty year hiatus for a car manga would would work though. It's not something like JoJo. I mean, that's fair, but at the same time, the only reason I keep it in, like, one of those, like, realm of possibilities is because of the Parasite anime. Fair. Just fair. Just, so, just to know, that manga was at least 20 years old before it got It's anime. not a new one. It was definitely not new. It was old. And they had to... It was old enough that they had to redesign all the characters. Not, like... Oh, you know, we just changed them a little bit. They essentially redesigned yeah, all the characters. I've I looked at like some pictures of the manga. It's not the same at all. No, it's like. But the funniest thing is, is that they did such a good job with the series itself. It they works, look though. nothing. It, they look nothing to like, but it's the exact same story, page for page. Exact same story, page for page. It's really good, and it has a sequel. Technically, a sequel. I don't want to get into that. It's pretty decent. I haven't finished it yet, but yeah, it's still ongoing as far as I know. Now, to some of the meaty stuff, um, one of the ones that I was looking forward to, uh, does anybody remember Megalobox? Because I do. Yeah, yeah! Because Megalobox 2 is, oh boy, you want to talk about some dark story? Oh my god, three episodes in, and I was mad that I caught up. Like, I haven't touched it yet because I was mad that I caught up after three episodes. I was sitting here at three o'clock in the morning and I was like, yo, yo. Like, so for anybody who doesn't know, Megalobox, the first season was about Joe and he was a traveling boxer who found himself in a lot of thrown matches. He decided. Didn't even find himself in them. He was doing them just for, you know, survival. Yeah. You know, and he decides that he wants to stop doing them. Well, you know, once you're in the thick of it, it's not that easy to stop. Like, for anything, especially something like that. Long story short, he does some things, he does some drastic things. He's got some really good friends, and he gets a chance to do things without throwing matches. And he wins. He wins the championship. Becomes a legend by fighting without gears. In a world that's a world champ in... A very hyper lethal boxing match. Yep. Like hyper lethal. Like it wouldn't have been surprising if he died. And we all thought he did for a while. But he's not. He's alive. However, some shit happens. 
we don't know what happens yet. We don't know the full story yet. All we know is that the person who was with him through thick and thin, the old man that got him to where he is, is dead. He's gone. And it's probably Joe's fault. Yep, and that's at least what Joe thinks. That's at least what Joe thinks. So he goes down the dark path of what most ex-athletes do, or some of them at least, the ones that can't that have traumas, they turn to drugs. Uh, he's not even turning to drugs. It's more he needs painkillers so he can move. Yeah. Because he's just fighting way too hard, not actually taking care of himself. You know, it's fight one night, fight the next night, fight the night after that. Just never stop. Yep. Because he's and just running, trying to hide his, you know, mental behind. anguish behind physical pain. Yep. And the ghost of the person that he thinks is the reason he, he thinks that he killed is right there with him through it all. And that's where the story of Megalobox 2 is, which is called Nomad. Please sign here if you want to uh, go through some uh, crying, because, you know, you might cry a little bit. TMS, phenomenal job as usual. I cannot stress enough how much I loved Megalobox. And this is picking up at a very good pace. Um, similar construction to what the previous one was. But I'm not going to say too much more because some things are a little bit different. But outside bit, of what yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, that's one way of putting it. Um, yeah. I'm very glad that it still has that 90s anime look to it. Yes, that's something that. That VHS quality on the backgrounds now if yep. they were to release some high-res backgrounds i would not be complaining because probably some very stunning shots oh most definitely um, but yeah oh god i'm so glad megalobox is back <laughs> yeah like megalobox reminds me of that way the animation was done where i will always say this i remember going back to try to rewatch watch orange road a, f- uh, a couple years ago and the animation looked so damn good especially since that show came out in like the late 80s early 90s somewhere around those lines and it looked fucking phenomenal that animation style back in the day just did really well like it was really good but as all i'm gonna say about that there's a couple other shows that um i haven't touched up on yet um yeah and i want to hijack now i want to hijack this right now for one of them oh go for it this will not seem like something that I would usually watch, but you know I like this series. Mm-hmm. And you know why I like it. Fucking Zombieland Saga is back, baby. Yes. One of the other sequels. I fucking hate idol anime with a passion. But this is so good. <laughs> like, idol anime is a very, um... Divisive? <laughs> yeah. It's very divisive. Um, But, yeah, like... Uh, the one real complaint I had about Zombieland Saga season one was the CG. Yeah. But now it's still definitely noticeable as CG, but it's not painful to look at at all. It looks like they actually put budget into it. And my God, they put a shit ton of budget into the OP as well. Oh, <laughs> like, man. Mappa has been on fucking fire. <laughs> Mappa needs to take a break. They do. <laughs> they really do. 
Like they didn't just do Zombieland Zombie Land Saga. They this did season. Juju Kai. They done Zombie Land Saga. They're doing Yasuke this season as well. Like they they put in a lot of work animation wise. Like take it, a break, take a year off. Just just relax. It's gonna be okay. We're here. We're, we love everything you did. It's okay. Take a break so that your next thing isn't crap. Please. Yeah. yeah. Please. Now, another thing. Uh, two things actually. One. Although it's been under the radar, Shaman King came back. It's going to have a whopping 52 episodes. God damn. Whole year? Yeah. Shaman, Shaman King's going to be around for a while. But uh, it's the remaster in the same vein as another show that also came back for its final season this season. Fruits Basket. Both getting remade. Uh, one by TMS, one by Bridge Studios. Looking forward to getting onto that and looking forward to enjoying that. Now... Moving on to another real another one by a light novel. 86. I watched the first episode or two. This one is uh this one's pretty interesting because essentially it's you have these people who are commanders, they are nowhere near the battlefield, whatever battlefield it may be. And then you have these people who are on the battlefield who are not considered human. And that's that's essentially a very shitty way of explaining the story. But it's super into the future, looks really good, and does not look like it's going to be the, for those of a faint heart. Because, yeah. Looks like it's going to be ni- lots of um, intense moments in that series. All right, that's going on the list, I guess. Yeah, the, main, the two main leads, the female main lead, she is... The typical gifted genius, but not like she doesn't have the street smarts of the experience, right? So she's really gullible. And then you have her foil, who is the main female, the main male lead, who's one of the people who are on the battlefield who are considered not human for whatever reason, which I haven't watched enough to understand the story as to why they're treated as they are. So it's going to be very interesting to see exactly what's going on with that because it's very, uh, it's something, man. Like, I watched the first episode and they like they literally just like they're not people. Why are you like talk about how many of them died? I don't care about the reports of how many of them died. They're not important. It's like what the hell? Like it's a very interesting take onto what could potentially happen in the future. Uh there's one that you're watching though from something that's in between uh a show that we both are looking forward to the second core coming of. Mind uh telling everybody about that? Alrighty. So um We've already actually talked about uh, the show a little bit in like a little aside uh, earlier, Um, but that time I got reincarnated as a slime or Tensuda um, had its first core of its second season last season and to kind of bridge the gap, you know, give us something to watch. In the meantime, we've got one of the spinoffs being adapted to an anime. It's essentially the slice of life tales of. Rimuru and company um, before the second season really goes down. Yeah. Um, So things are chill, you know, don't really have anything that's life threatening or anything. It's just a nice little chill thing. Um, That time, it's that time I got reincarnated as slime, the slime diaries. Um, It or Tensura Nikki, if you want to 
you know, save yourself a shit ton of oxygen. Um, yeah. But yeah. Oh, God, fucking it. The show is trying to fucking kill me with all the Shion. <laughs> <laughs> like Shion with glasses. Yes. Shion in a fucking Yukata. Yes. Oh, God, it, it, it makes me happy. It makes me happy that they're giving best girl her her dude screen time. Dude, honestly, it's like I was wondering which one they were going to uh, animate, and I actually thought it was going to be the other one. To be completely honest with you, which other one? There are like five. The one uh, with the female lead who goes around uh, tasting all the food. Trinity and Tempest. Yes, I believe so. Okay, does that that's got a trio, and I'm actually reading the manga right now. Um, I'd say that the reason they didn't do that one is because they kind of do the whole uh, Demon Lord Ascension in, like, the second volume. <laughs> ah, they, they, that s- makes sense. The invasion starts in the second volume, so they wouldn't exactly have all that much to adapt. That's fair. That's totally and, fair. And also, honestly, um, it feels more like a 15-minute series. Yeah. yeah it I'm feels not- like a half-episode format. For would work really well for that one because it doesn't have any like really overarching things it feels more like spot humor um i i do really like it and uh there's a reason that fox girls are you know very very much uh a powerful thing to the anime community (sighs) he has been enlightened that show I've been enlightened for a long fucking time. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, but yeah, Slime Diaries is good. It's a very nice, chill show to just kind of sit down and have a beer with. Those are good because you don't get a lot of those. There are not a lot of those. They're very few and far between. Now, there is one series that uh somebody uh pointed out and they were like, they didn't know what the hell they expect. I don't know what to expect. And I'm looking at it. I remember looking at it and then looking at the uh, the animation clip for like, you know, one of the things they show when you when you highlight the episode on Crunchyroll. Seves, uh what Sestive, whatever the hell you want to call oh, it. The Sestus. Roman fighter. Yeah. I have no clue what is going on. And I have no interest. <laughs> it looks like it's CG, but from what I've been told, it is ridiculous and it's one of those shows where you're just kind of like yo what the fuck yo what the fuck and then you just kind of find yourself watching it so um i'm like low-key kind of interested enough to like m- maybe start it i'm probably i'm gonna watch at least an episode or two i'll let you take care of that yeah <laughs> come yeah. back to me if you say it's okay i might give it a shot <laughs> yeah we will we'll, we'll see we'll see but um, that is something else. Now, the show that I am probably going to be enjoying the most this season, and I'm going to be probably pissed off about this too, is Sayonara. Called it. Watashi no Kramer. Fucking called it. <laughs> Look, all right. So you I've been hyping this show up for like four seasons now. Because it's good. The moment you heard it got a fucking announcement, you're like, yo, this is going to be fire. And it is going to be fire. Now, my issue, which 
I am super pissed about because I just found this out not too long ago is that the series might be over now. <laughs> oh no. When I say this, this please author, tell me it's not over like a high school, the dead over. <laughs> no, the author is not dead or anything. Cause it's the same oh, author that God. did you're a lot. You're a lie in April, but I think they might've just abruptly ended it for no reason. Cause I went and I finally because like because of the anime I was able to find it and I was finally figured uh, I just reread it all because like I was up to a certain point and then the translations weren't coming out like they were coming out like a year at a time so like I just stopped reading it for a while and I was kind of sad about it then the kiss anime or kiss manga went down and this came out and then I found it again on my main website so I started rereading it and then um found it on the Crunchyroll app read all the way up to current and found out that it might be finished. Because the author might have just said I'm done. And it makes me upset because if it's true, he ended it right at the beginning of one of the main matches in the girl's history. Um something that's going to happen in the next couple episodes of the show is a particular match, and this is going to be a grudge match of that because the girls have grown exponentially since Ooh, then. Like me a good grudge match. Oh my god, dude. It was a grudge match in the making. So this series is about a girl. Well, to start, because I have to, I have to explain this. There's going to be an OVA that's going to explain how this series came into fruition. That OVA is based off of the main character, quote quote, one of the main characters in this one. But in my opinion, she's the main character. Now, her situation is just to kind of keep it short. She went to a particular middle school. That middle school didn't have a girls team, so she played on the boys team. And after doing some stupid things, she found her way to one of the boys' matches. That's pretty much the story. But if you watch the first episode, that's literally that was right after all of that when she was about to graduate. She was about to graduate and not play soccer in um, high school because she was she wasn't gonna be able to play with the boys. So she's like, I don't want to play. If I'm not gonna play with the boys, and her coach convinced her to play girls soccer and that is where the story of Kramer comes in because Kramer comes and he brings along these two other girls one who was noted as a fantastic middle uh, midfielder and then a girl who was on a shitty team that was a genius striker of the speed type she decides to pair up with the speed girl goes to whatever school she goes to she goes to the school that previous mentioned girl is attending thus the story takes form if you read Your Lie in April, you already know the story is going to be good. He has phenomenal character designs, phenomenal character development. He knows how, this author knows how to make good characters, and he knows how to have fun. And I love what he's done with this series. I it was one of it's probably still one of my favorite soccer manga series that I've ever came across. And it's it's got just just a hint of like realism too like not in the sense of like oh man they're all over the top or anything like it's more of the hints of realism like there's something overshadowing that you're getting the hint that they're playing towards like they're going to affect history that kind of thing right i'm all for it i I, if you like sports if you don't watch anything sports wise else the rest of the year give this a shot you will love it. And it's not like a be shown in either. These girls look like regular girls who play sports. 
Some of them look pretty, but they mostly just look like girls who play sports. Instead of like a lot of the be shown and shit that you see a lot Do of. Do they actually sports. have well defined leg muscles? It's an anime. It's the anime design, the studio, you know, you're not gonna be able to tell. But you can tell that like look, not every anime is going to have the definition in mu- muscle body. You know this. Yeah, but it's a good I, I know, I know what you I know what you're thinking. It's God okay. damn it, give girls abs. I understand. I understand. But like this is not the animation style. That's just because of the animation style and the art style. He doesn't draw them with abs. He draws them as girls. Like, they're middle school, high school girls, first, second years. So, like, he's getting across I mean, fair, something. Yeah. Fair, but... Yeah. He's getting across this thing. They may be a little bit muscular, but he's also not showing... He's also... His point is not to show that kind of stuff off. But... It's so good. And, like, the... The coaches in the series are really good, like... The tactics, they use a lot of real tactics, soccer tactics in this series. Like, you get a lot of in-depth explanations about, like, a lot of different types of approaches to soccer. And the characters, every last one of them, super lovable, super enjoyable. I I just can't. I just can't with the series. And I would be very upset if it is true that it is over, over. Because I won't get any closure. I won't get any closure. I'm just hoping that he just decided to put it on one of those, like, hiatuses maybe like a hunter x hunter hiatus i'll wait sometimes authors just get kind of fed up with something i mean yukamiya only just started writing volume 11 of no game no life and it's been translated for like a year and a half two years yeah for volume 10 yeah that just happens sometimes it's very unfortunate but such is life now i will say i can kind of understand because this was this series, this is one of those manga series where one episode only covers about one chapter, maybe a chapter and a half. Each chapter in this series is 30 to 55 pages. Damn. And they're 55 pa- they're Monthly 55 format. chapters. Yeah. Super good. I just hope that the author decides to pick it back up. I really do if they decide to stop they decided to stop or if they decide to be like, "Hey, we're going to stop it here and then we're going to start it off." later on i just want i want real closure not this because when i say that it like the last chapter that came out was like an abrupt stop they literally just started the grudge match not like oh yeah we just beat these last people now onto this match no they literally had kickoff the match just started so i'm really hoping that doesn't happen i'm really hoping that the anime does really well Maybe gives him the motivation to continue. Maybe just to be able to be like, hey, I don't feel like drawing it anymore, but like if you guys follow my directions, you can animate the rest of it. That kind of situation. But we'll see. That's not everything that came out this season, though. We still have the we still have the second core of Spider, which is doing really well. Really like that still. We have. There's another one down here that I was actually looking at. Uh, Jordan, I'm going to start watching that soon. I'm not sure how I'm going to like it. I don't know. It's It looks interesting, though. It looks interesting. What, what's on your mind, Val? What's, what's, what's the matter? I've already decided not to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess. But I did watch the first episode of um the other slime show that came out this season. Where she would kill slimes for 300 years. It's uh, a decently chill show. Yeah. 
I can tell immediately tell it's the kind of show that I will just sit there and I'll just kind of be like, yeah, I can watch this. It's another show with an excellent straight man. Yeah, it is. Uh, so that one, I'm, I I did like the first episode. Um, I'm very curious if the God's going to show back up because that God has some particular interesting thought processes. But, you know, it is what it is. God, such a biased goddamn God. Yeah, a little bit. I could tell from the, like the first five seconds I saw. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> and last but not least, we have... Fumetsu no Anata-i, or I think it's like To Your Infinity is the English name, something along those lines. It's about um, an immortal being who essentially is trying to learn about life and other things, the species on the planet Earth. It doesn't have a form, it just kind of takes the form of things it sees, and then it changes as it goes and like learns and learns and whatnot. It looks like it's going to be a very uh, emotional series. And seeing that it's geared up for about 20 episodes, it looks like it's going to be a ride. So I'm, I'm going to be ready to sit down and watch that soon. But, um, Hey man, so long as you don't skip out on Yakumo. Yeah, I look, all right, I know. I know. I'm we like gonna... our cute little half episode format shows. Yeah, I know. Although technically it's a full episode because there's a supplementary episode every week. Yeah, the pot one, right? Yeah. 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 Battery. There's a sub Yeah, it's so weird. It's like every episode is like 12 minutes, and then there's a supplementary episode with the voice actors that's also 12 minutes. Yeah. And it co- they come out on the same day, too. So Yeah, you get 24 minutes of action. Now, to finish up though, I do want to talk about uh I'm I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna say which one it is. I know which one's your favorite ending right now. Can you just explain to the people why you like this ending so much? Because it's my favorite fucking band. And it is... The Peggies. Of course. And I have to agree, that ending slaps. It fucking slaps. Like, what, like I knew it was going to slap. Like, when I was sitting there, the first episode of... Uh, when the first episode ended for uh, Hero Academy this season, that first vocal, that first vocal line immediate immediate i was like watching the i was i was about to look at my phone and i was about to start looking up a manga i'll start reading a manga and then i heard that vocal and then i immediately looked up that doesn't happen often when it comes to music i immediately looked up like that sayonara was phenomenal the vocalist for that for the song oh my god so good the peggies are really good bro yes they are i know they are we've talked about this oh before. god i love all their fucking stuff so good i am so i i go I, listen to their stuff that isn't anime related okay i'm just saying they're on go. they're on spotify and i found it so they, i'm gonna probably they, be doing that pretty much everything they put out is on spotify and um, i'm very glad not a lot of show not a lot of artists get the chance to do that and, which and as much as i like the uh albuda version the studio version of uh kimi no se the live version's better that's saying a lot that is saying a lot sir um that's that's some um that's some high praise right there it is some high praise and it's deserved (laughs) i suppose so i'm gonna have to give that a listen now I saved this one for last because I did mention it earlier, but Nagatoro-san, I saved this for last because I wanted to briefly touch upon um, 
something that happened on the internet. Nagatoro is for people with the humiliation fetish. Yes, that is a hundred percent true. Like that's that's what that is. People humiliation fetish. I enjoy it because I kind of like watching the change in um, attitude she gets from when she's dealing with anybody that's not him, which was evident in the first episode. And then when she's dealing with actually realizing that she might actually like him, which I also find humor in that. It's kind of funny. I watched the first episode and it's just like, nah, this ain't for me. No, like this, Uh, as I would explain it to everybody else, you have the half of people who like Nagatoro-san, and then you have the other half of people who like Uzaki. I'm I'm Uzaki camp, absolutely. 100%. Like, uh, the, the thing is, they're both, you know, a sort of tease the guy character but while uzaki is mostly you know harmless pranks and you know being a (laughs) nudge nudge kind of humor nagatoro is just pyrrhic and malicious a little bit yeah no they're the same they're the same same side of it they're the different sides of the same coin like that's that's literally yeah, like two faces coin yeah <laughs> one well, side's like, just burned to shit that's just how it is but it fits into the character demographics that they designed because she is kind of one of those gal type girls so she you would expect that from her hasn't the internet been throwing a fit over the crunchyroll subs for nagatoro that's something that i was going to talk about like that some some dude like went on a tyrant on uh twitter talking about that and then it ended up spilling into some racist shit and it was hilarious like, okay the one line you know the you're acting kind of sus fine whatever but like the fact that the internet's like oh amogus 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 it's like no sus was around before amogus piss yeah. off uh that that's in, that's that shows but you then know. apparently they kept subtitling it like the same way but ten thousand times worse I don't know. I, it didn't look anything like honestly. Like I'm not the type to sit here and look for these kind of stupid things. Like I saw the episode, I didn't even realize it said sus until somebody pointed it out. Like I just kind of read it. and I was like, yeah, he's acting kind of weird, but whatever. Who cares? Like this is the episode, whatever. Like these are the kind of things that like a lot of people. These are kind of the things that get people to not watch anime because people are being really stupid about yeah. some of these things. Like, it's uh, very unfortunate. Stop being obstinate, people. Just, just enjoy it. If it's truly something you know, controversial, then it will come to light Look, naturally. There, there is a difference between critiquing something in a sort of meme way and then just being ridiculous about it. You can do it meme without, you know, being ridiculous, and it's kind of obvious, you know. We can tell satire and parody. Yeah, that's like part of the point of that show. But uh, y'all... Honestly, I can't tell if it's satire anymore. <laughs> y'all have just gone too far. <laughs> that's t- that's that sentence. Y'all have gone too far is a staple in the an- anime community. That's just how it is. Uh, we just have to live with that. Now, the third side of this coin. What the fuck? I- a three-sided yes. coin? We talk about the fucking ridge now. <laughs> <laughs> the third side of the coin is not animated, but you know when it does get animated. We'll talk about it then. I'm pretty sure you know what I'm talking about. Do you? Probably not. No. Because I know less than you think I do. No, 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 no. I'm pretty sure. Like, all right, all right, all right, all right. 
I'm talking about Comey. But ah, ah, yeah, except there's no teasing there, so it's not even the same coin. Eh? I don't know, bro. Have you seen one of the characters in that show, in that series? Yeah, but that's not the main relationship. I mean, yeah, but like, you know what I mean. It's one of those things. But anyway, there are some people who fall into those categories. For being on that coin, but the main relationship is not part of that coin. No, I will give you that. Anyways. Uh, season's pretty stacked. It's got a lot of um, it's got a handful of interesting light novel to anime series. Some uh, good stuff with uh, from Shaman King to second seasons in Iruma, Tokyo Revengers, uh, Pindus. I think people are probably going to be really into this series by about halfway through the core. We don't know how many episodes it's going to get either. It's got about a hundred or so chapters, so it's going to be nice. So we'll we'll see how it goes. Um. Vivi is the one is like one of the two fully original animated stories this season. So which is why I'm also really looking forward to it. And last but not least, uh one that I forgot to talk about, because honestly, partly because I'm still jaded from Fairy Tale, and the other part because I still don't know how I felt about this series when I was reading it. Eden Zero. This author, I can never hate because this author is the author that gave me Rave Master, yet they are also the same author who gave me Fairy Tale. And just saying that statement alone should be give you enough of a reason as to why I feel the way I feel. And he has a very good, consistent ability of having all of his series start off pretty okay and then immediately going downhill after a while. If it's named Fairy Tale, Rave Master did phenomenal. Fairy Tale just started going downhill like immediately after like the first couple arcs. Eden Zero, when I stopped reading it, it was because I was reading it weekly when it first came out. It wasn't bad. Had a solid story. I didn't care. I didn't mind the main character. You know, I was like, it didn't like make me be like, oh my god, I need to read this every week. But like, it wasn't like I could. I need to drop this. It was just kind of like one of those like. I'm reading this, I kind of want to see where this goes. And then I just kind of fell off. But it did have good story, it did have some likable characters. I like the stuff that he's doing with it, so I'm I'm inclined to go back. But I'm not sure how far or when I'm going to go back. That's a uh, that's 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 what that is. But yeah, um anything else you wanted to touch up on? Um watch Dinazanon. It's just as good as Gridman. Okay, no. I, I do prefer Gridman thus far, but it maintains the absolute mastery of animated tokusatsu. Like, yes, it, it is very much, you know, trigger being trigger and upholding quality and consistency throughout everything and even making it so that, you know, when a building falls over, it falls over as one piece because that's what would happen in a tokusatsu series because it would be a prop. Oh got it. It's glorious. Um so yeah, that that's all I got. Um since we're wrapping up, uh this it ain't gonna be golden week uh when this goes up, but uh happy golden week, everyone. Uh yes, enjoy the last few days of it. Yes indeed. And uh hopefully all of our authors have gotten some good relaxation, you know, got some time off, enjoyed their R and R because we got no manga chapters this week, and I'm happy. 
So give me a chance to catch up on some random stuff. But until then, we will see you guys next time, and uh, we'll talk later.